This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Joining us on the COVID report at this time is Jody Skoltz, who is the lead administrator for the South African Bureau of Standards. Jody, thank you so much for joining us here on the COVID report and thank you for your time. Can we start this discussion by getting a, a broad stroke from you as to the process for a product to be approved by the SABS in order for it to be sold in the market? And what does it mean if a product is SABS approved? Hi, Game. Thanks so much for having me on your, on your show this morning. Um, yes, SABS has a number of, SABS forms part of a, a body of work called conformity assessment. What this basically means is that our standards are voluntary. So any of the companies who test or have their products or their management systems accredited with us does so on a voluntary basis. There are a range of other players in the space who do compulsory specifications and that's the um, national regulator for compulsory specifications so in terms of our process you complete an application form you then um, get scheduled for an audit we come out and we do an audit either on your product or on your production processes what this means effectively is that any customer or any consumer or any company who wants to do business with that company has then a very uh, detailed level of assurance and trust that both the production process, so how that product has been made, as well as the kind of quality management processes surrounding that have been tested according to an international uh, standard. And so that gives customers, consumers, especially now in this COVID pandemic that we're facing, a very great level of assurance that products have been fit for purpose, they've been designed and, and made according to very specific standards and have been tested according to those standards. So in your answer, you mentioned that there are other few players in this field, one being the South African National Standards. So please do share with us, what is the difference between SABS and SANS and how are they linked? Thanks. Um, thanks, Sikhle, for that question. So the SABS is the South African Bureau of Standards. That's the institution, the organization that is responsible for voluntary testing. So we would test products, processes, um, according to particular standards. Those standards are called SANS, the South African National Standards. So we look at a range of international standards. We then have technical committees, which comprise of a range of experts from particular industries, who then look at that international standard and then they adapt and adopt it for the South African landscape, which then effectively becomes a SANS. Indeed, a very stark uh, contrast and uh, differentiation uh, or difference being made between the two. Now, when it comes to face masks and seeing that there are numerous manufacturers of face masks, should every product that is being sold in the South African market as it pertains to face masks be certified by the SABS? You know what, frankly, we'd really love it if, if that could, could be the case. But we don't have any regulatory authority or any um, authority to confiscate any particular products. So our, our standards are voluntary. So companies who sign up onto these standards would then sign up to have their products um, tested and accredited according to a number of, of, um, of these SANS. So there the are a range of the, the SANS, particularly for face masks. I mean, you get, um, so face masks in terms of the South African, uh, the SAPRA Health Product Regulatory Authority, 
they would um, certify products that are used in the medical fraternity as uh, medical devices. So some of these face masks are classified as medical devices, and then they would have different SANS that is applicable depending on the nature of that um, particular mask. So for instance, the two most common ones are around SANS um, 1866 and then SANS uh, 50149, which is the particulate half masks. We've also been involved in a process within the South African Bureau of Standards looking at um, industry technical um, agreements for face masks. And so the difference between industry technical agreement and a SANS is that a SANS, you need the agreement of all of the parties within that particular sector agreeing that these are the parameters for that particular product. Whereas the uh, industry technical agreement, these have been developed by various industry experts in response to um, the COVID-19 pandemic. The adoption or the development of a SANS takes um, a lot of time because it's obviously it's by consensus. And so the industry technical agreement is a, is a shorter way in which we can assist uh, industry to say that when you are busy producing a, a face mask, these are the broad parameters that you should be doing, uh, should be having, and then you get uh, tested um, in terms of that in terms of that particular um, ITA. So, how can we confirm that the products we buy are SABS approved, and how do we spot counterfeit products? That's a very good question. I think the South African Bureau of Standards. We have been faced with a number of instances where companies have um, inadvertently used the SABS mark and have indicated that their products are SABS approved when this is in fact not the case. So the standard that you use to produce that particular product would specify, for instance, um, on hand sanitizers, it would specify the, the full name of that company, the um, registration number, the address, um, it must also indicate what, um, what type of product it is, what the product is used for, um, kind of what is the, the general instructions for use, um, and, um, and, and the kind of type of, of ingredients listed in that product. We also, particularly for COVID, have a range of products on our website um, where you can go and have a look and see whether these manufacturers um, actually have uh, the SABS mark or have been have the, the products tested um, at the South African Bureau of Standards. So it's on the actual um, product itself. It would indicate all of those um, factors that I had listed and that then um, is then published. The companies that conform to those um, and are tested by the South African Bureau of Standards are on our website. Indeed. And um, part of your answer um, segues beautifully into my next question. Uh, in the wake of the, decept the deception merchants among us, um, SABS recently released a statement um, to the media mentioning that the SABS approved logo has been used illegally on some protective products like hand sanitizers and face masks. Again, how do we differentiate between the actual SABS logo and the fake one? Are these issues only common with products being sold in the informal market? And what are the legal ramifications of misusing the SABS logo? So let me, let me tackle the, the second part of your, your question, Game. The legal ramifications, so what we would do is we would uh, issue, we would involve, we would invoke a legal process against those companies who have used the mark illegally. We don't test the product itself. So it's just where, our, where, there, where there has been an infringement of the, of the actual SABS mark. 
where there have been product infringements or where there have been consumer complaints, for instance, we have partnered with the National Consumer Commission. Um, uh, the acting um, commissioner there is uh, Tezi Mabuza, and we have referred consumer complaints to her. So particularly in the hand sanitizers where consumers um, have had an adverse reaction to either using a product, you know, they go to a shop uh, and they need to have their hand sanitized and then there's an adverse reaction or whether, you know, consumers are concerned about the um, efficacy of the product and the effectiveness of that product. We've then asked the National Consumer Commission to come in and assist us. We also partner with a number of law enforcement agencies to, to assist us um, to where they, who have the actual mandate to go out and, um, uh, and seize and seize or um, uh, yeah inspect inspect goods. So speaking of sanitizers more specifically, there are certain sanitizers and face masks that are harmful to the skin. Could this be a result of products not being approved by SABS, or are there other reasons for this? Absolutely. Look, there are a number of other labs that can also provide testing. And, and it's, it would be in accordance, for instance, if you look at the hand sanitizers, this is in accordance with SANS 490 um, and 1853. So SANS 490 um, would indicate exactly how that product would need to react on the skin. So the actual tests that are involved would look at uh, dermatological application of that particular product over the set number of hours, days, um, and then uh, we would test it in that way. So what we are finding is that, for instance, a number of, of um, companies are using methanol instead of ethanol. And so the actual composition of the um, sanitizer particularly does then have um, various reactions with, with the skin. Some of those reactions range from blistering to burning to uh, change in um, skin color, skin tone. Um, but if it's been properly approved, it would have, for instance, on the hand sanitizers, so you can go out and look at the bottles. Uh, it would have to have the SANS 490 and the SANS 1853 marks just below the SABS logo. It would, that would then give you assurance that these products have been properly tested and then wouldn't have any adverse reactions um, on your skin. So, Jody, if you could um, provide some insight for us on this. When the coronavirus cases in South Africa started to rise and there was a high demand of uh, gloves, sanitizers and face masks, did that match the number of manufacturers wanting um, or reaching out to SABS seeking certification for their products? Was there a backlog or was it a manageable task for the SABS to get all manufacturers approved so that they, so that they can supply the required products? So I think, you know, with, with, the, with the lockdown from a, from a re staffing uh, point of view, it has posed a number of challenges. We can't have um, the labs operating at 100 capacity. Um, the, it's, it's dependent on, on the kind of regulations that have been put out. So we also have to be mindful and our, our colleagues within the Bureau are working on a rotation basis in order to, to manage the, the demand. But we have seen an absolute, absolute increase in the requests for uh, testing for hand sanitizers, for, um, for masks, and also recently we've seen a surge in the number of requests for gowns um, and other PPE. So um, what we've done is we've looked at the particular SANS um, and we are then seeing how best we can assist. Obviously, each of these um, different SANS have different testing requirements. So for instance, if you're wanting 
to test the stability of all of the chemical components within a hand sanitizer. That test duration is six months. It is what it is. And so, however, there are other tests that you, that you can do. So if, if, for instance, on the masks, you know, we would test for moisture permeability. What is, what is the actual composition of that mask? Can, does the mask tear easily? Um, there's, uh, you know, the um, aerosolization, filtration efficiency is another component of the tests that we, of the tests that we perform um, on the masks. The masks, obviously, it's dependent on the application where you're going to use this for. Is it for surgical purposes? Then, as I'd indicated, it's, it's a separate requirement as a medical device, and there would be, there would be a number of, of tests that one would have to perform. Where it's in the non-surgical application, a lot of the SANs are applicable, and we would then be able to look at those and, and do those, those particular tests. So outside of the consumer complaints that you mentioned earlier on, is the SABS conducting inspections to verify that products being sold in the market are certified? And if you do, please take us through the process of the inspections. So we don't conduct inspections to check whether products uh, comply with various um, SANS. What we do when, uh, say for instance, if you are an importer, and you wanted to import some PPE, you could come and ask SABS to assist you to do something that what we call consignment inspections. So we would go out and inspect that batch of goods that you'd like to import. We would look and make a determination whether the tests that have been performed are adequate. Uh, we would look at a range of compliance requirements, and we would then be able to issue with a, um, uh, with a letter of, of conformance. So the National Regulator for Compulsory Specifications, they are the public entity that is mandated to do inspections on products where they have a compulsory specification attached to it. So for instance, on disinfectants, there is a compulsory specification. So they would be mandated to go out, inspect companies that are producing disinfectants and seize those products um, if they are not uh, then in compliance with that compulsory specification. So compulsory specifications generally are there to protect public health and safety. So there the are a range of products that the NRCS would actually go out and do. SABS does not do the um, inspections on, on these um, uh, compulsory specifications. What we would do is we would go out and do an audit on a company who has signed up to be a SABS customer and wants either the product production process to be um, tested according to, according to a particular standard or audited according to a particular standard, excuse me, uh, or their products to be tested against a particular standard. And uh, finally, from me, Jody, um, I think a lot about the call that uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa once made as it pertains to active citizenship over the course of our dealing with this pandemic. And I'd like to think that part of that active citizenship would extend itself to being more vigilant and uh, careful about the products uh, one chooses to use and one opts not to use during this pandemic. So when it comes to um, customers uh, engaging with uh, the products on offer, how and where can customers check the certification of manufacturers and products? And where can the public go to report uncertified products? So um, you, can, you can call the free number uh, 0800-007-112 or you can call us on 0861 
or you can pop us an email at info at sabs.coza and we would be able to then assist you. We On our website as well, we have a number of um, COVID manufacturers or manufacturers who are producing um, products, PPE products, hand sanitizers, masks, gowns, that you can go and have a look at and you can then go and um, uh, contact them and, and purchase um, from them. But I do agree with you, Game. The whole point about active citizenship is, is absolutely critical. We need to look at buying, you know, these hand sanitizers or PPE products from reputable suppliers. And we must also then make sure that these have been tested and, and bear the relevant um, SANS um, marks. So for instance, hand sanitizers, it must have the SANS 490 and 1853. For the masks, um, if it's a surgical mask, then it's SANS 1866. Or if it's the, the, the half masks that we all kind of wear, um, there is a SANS for that. It's um, 50149. But there are a range of other SANS that are applicable to various uh, kinds of PPE. Um, and, and you can actually call us on, on those or contact us on any of those media, and we would then be able to assist and, and, and perhaps just uh, give you some guidance. And that was Jody Scott's lead administrator of the South African Bureau of Standards. Thank you for joining us on the COVID report, Jody, and unpacking for us the standards that apply and what consumers should be looking out for. Thanks, Game, and thanks, Siko Sichle, and to all your listeners for, for having me. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1 or streams via www.varfm.co.za.